Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. There's enough power in the name of Jesus. If you apply faith, you have to believe it. People in the world use the name of Jesus in vain. We don't use the name of Jesus in vain. You know what? Do you, you know what it means to use the name of Jesus in vain? It doesn't have no power. They don't believe it has any power, or they wouldn't use it the way they do. But we use it because we believe the power that's in the name of Jesus. Peter, when he took the man by the hand at going into the temple, and he said, silver and gold have I none, but in the name of the Lord Jesus, rise up and walk. Pete, listen carefully. The man didn't believe it. He didn't know. Do you understand? It wasn't that man's faith. It was Peter's faith. And Peter took a step of faith. He grabbed him by the hand, jerked him up on his feet, the Bible says. I, I like to say he jerked him on his feet. But, but, but you, you got to think about that. I mean, you know, he grabbed him with authority. Because he believed the name of Jesus. And he pulled him up on his feet. And the Bible says that he strength, immediately strength came to his legs. This man been lame all of his life. Somebody didn't teach him how to walk. I'm trying to help you to understand the difference. There's a lot of God's people, they don't know it, but they're taking the name of Jesus in vain. The worst thing you can do is take the name of Jesus in vain. You've got to believe it. If Jesus said if you asked anything, 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 in my name, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. When you, when you sit down today to eat, you, eat your meal and you, say, and you say, Lord, we thank you. We receive this food in the name of Jesus. Why do you eat it? Because you're hungry? Or do you believe that it's by the name of Jesus that you pray. You follow? Some, a lot of people are going to take it in vain today. They just eat it because they're hungry. Let me ask you a question. Suppose that you made the waiter mad. They went back and brought the food back. And y'all just have, y'all are having it out. You're just going to eat it because you're hungry? Are you following me? You wouldn't, you wouldn't dare want to know what goes on in kitchens. In the name of Jesus, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Even during the blessing of your food. The name of Jesus. You've got to put some faith in the name of Jesus. And let me tell you, when you do, the devil's going to come to your mind. Here's the thing that people don't want to talk about. 
He's going to come to your mind and he's going to make things look difficult. He'll make it look like that the name of Jesus doesn't work. Are you following me? And he'll try to get you to manipulate something to try to help the name of Jesus out. It's called the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh will never produce the righteousness of God. Glory to God. You get the privilege of using the name of Jesus. You're qualified if you believe it. What I'm saying is don't take it for granted. Don't become religious with it. The authority of the name of Jesus. Glory to God. 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 Praise the Lord a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just sing that, that, that last phrase again, will you? Glory to God. Glory to God. That's the power of your name. Just a mention makes a way. Giants fall and strongholds break. And there is healing. That's the power that I claim. It's the same that rolled the grave. There's no power like the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. We got, some, we got a surprise for you. Surprise, surprise. Let's show it. The world is rated R. And no one is checking our IDs. Do not try to make it G by imagining the shadows away. Do not try to hide your children. Do not try to hide your children from the world forever. And do not try to pretend there is no danger. Train them. Train them. Train them. Train them. Give them sharp eyes. And bellies full of laughter. Make them dangerous. Make them yeast. And when they have grown, they will pollute the shadows. They will pollute the shadows. They will pollute the shadows. We will pollute the shadows. We will pollute the shadows. We will pollute the shadows. Classical Christian education focused on truth, beauty, and goodness. May a virtuous childhood lead to a full life well lived. Glory to God. Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you today 
Omega Leadership Academy. Come on, Richard. As the months go by, and because we're launching this in August of 24. Amen. Okay. We're launching this in August of 24. Okay. Uh, it'll be classical education based on truth, beauty, goodness, and that a virtuous childhood will lead to a full life. Amen. Amen. And classical, classical education in the, is that instills godly virtues, training students to think and defend and stand. So no matter where they go, right. the job force, college, a trade school, no matter where they go, they'll be able to think and stand on their faith. They will, they will have the weapons, right? Okay, and then lastly, is we're going to talk about that every first Sunday will be an opportunity to invest. All right. So sometimes there's this thinking, you know, well, I don't have school-age kids. I'm just going to turn it off. Okay. All right. But who who is our who who is our target group? I haven't talked to pastors. Who's our target group? Who who do we want to talk to about, about making an investment? And what are we making an investment in? We're, we're making an investment in the next generation of leaders. So if you're a grandparent, is that important to you? The next generation of leaders. If you're an empty nester, right, is that important to you? Yes. If you're an aunt or an uncle, right, or, or a grandma or a grandpa, if you're a, if you're a business owner, a politician, Right. Any kind of leader. Is it important that we invest in the next generation of leaders? Amen. Amen. So that's who our target group is, Pastor Ronnie. Amen. So I'm going to let Pastor take over from now. But those are the three things I wanted to share. And I want to thank you for, you know, the leadership we have here and what you've done. Well, so thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, I want to I say to Richard has a full-time job. Already. And he's invested months of putting together just the revealing of this name. And uh, we're excited about it, and I want to thank Richard for that as well. Uh, so I just I want you to know this is not something, hey, it's a good idea and we're going to do. It's more than that. A vision has to be invested in, in the groundwork that nobody sees behind the scenes. And Richard's done that, and uh, he didn't ask me to say anything about that, but he's done that, and we appreciate it, Richard, wherever you went. <laughs> Here's the thing. Our society... Politically, socially, always talks about investing. They always talk about it. In fact, they'll tax you out of your house in order to 
throw hundreds of millions and billions of dollars at a sinking ship. Are you understanding? The educational system in America is broken, and you need to get used to it. And the reason why it's broken, it deviated from its original intent. There was not, at the founding of our nation, a public school system. The, the schools were in the churches. And uh, I don't want to go into all the history, but they, politicians and political progressives took it out of the hands of the church and said, we'll take over. And when they did, it began the de degradation of the system. And now we've come to a point whereby it's broken. Now, don't misunderstand. I am a graduate of the public school system. I didn't learn what I needed to learn from God in that system. You follow me? I learned what I needed to learn from church. The church is what we are to surround our lives with as believers. There has been an attack to get you to think that church is just for this moment on a Sunday morning once a week. And that's totally contrary to what God says. I'm, I'm building up. I'm going to take up an offering. But I'm trying to help you understand it's broken. We've given them hundreds of billions of dollars. Their answer now is to give more hundreds of billions of dollars to a system that's, that's totally a disaster. I'm talking to you as believers now. Because you wouldn't have showed up here today if you didn't believe in God some way. And because of that, our children are not equipped to cope. They're not equipped to cope with life. And so now God is raising up in the body of Christ an opportunity for us to train children up to be leaders. Are you following me? Where they can take a stand on their faith no matter where they go and what they do in life. Listen carefully. The church has had a problem in the past about will teach them in children's church on Sunday morning. But when they get out of high school, they leave the church, go do their own thing because they've not been taught nor trained. Parent, listen to me carefully. It's very important you understand the number one responsibility as a parent is you're training them. God told you to train them in the way they should go. And when they get old, they will not depart from it. We wonder why they depart. So I want you to understand the tremendous opportunity that we have. I'm excited about it because now we're no longer, how would I say it? We're no longer without a choice. We can choose God for our children. And that's all i got time to say about this this morning, but I want you to understand any offering today, once a month at the first of the month, we're give, giving you an opportunity to invest in 
Omega Leadership Academy. Now, I want to get, get you prepared. Zona and I want to thank everyone that tithes and gives their offerings here, both those that are viewing by live stream and those that are here today in the auditorium. I want to share something with you briefly as you prepare. You can prepare. There's many ways to give. If you're going to give to Omega Institute of, I mean, Omega Leadership Academy, you can put hola. How many of you have heard of hola? Okay. In Portuguese, that means hello. We're saying to the world, hello. How many of you looked at somebody and said, oh, what's wrong with you? Hello over there. That's what we're saying to the world. Hello. It ain't working for you. <laughs> okay. Hola. Okay. If you're going to put <laughs> turn to your neighbor and say, chill out. <laughs> uh, I want to show you something. If you're going to give an offering, put hola down there. If you're giving your tithe, Omega Church, uh, you can give it through a, a check or you can give it through the envelope system. You can give it online. Uh, you can just make sure you know what it's for. I, go, I want you to go to the book of Malachi. It's the last book in the Old Testament. Now, I realize that we can pop this on the screen for you, and I don't, I don't mind that. If they get time, I didn't give this, them to this to do this before service. But <clears throat> Malachi chapter 3, because we're going to prepare ourselves to give, return our tithes and give our offerings. Okay? I want to I make it clear to you, all right? First of all, I, I want to say thank you. For those that have invested through the years, there's some people that have invested that are no longer here. They're in heaven, and you're getting to enjoy the fruit of that. And that's what we want to do to the for the next generation. All right. In the book of Malachi, chapter 3. Now, it's going to sound negative at first, but I want you to pay attention. Pay attention. Because many people use these verses in a negative sense. But listen carefully. Chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. So God is saying, I'm an everlasting, ever-loving, ever-merciful God. And I don't change because you changed. Okay? Even from the days of your fathers, you've gone away from my ordinances and not kept them. Return unto me. Now watch this. Watch this phrase. Return unto me, and I will return unto you. Most people want God to do something first. And God says, if you will take a step toward me, I'll take a step toward you. Are you following? It's going to be increasingly important in the days ahead. And they said, uh, and I will return unto you, and, uh, the Lord of hosts. But you said, where shall we return? Watch this. 
Will a man rob God? If you have a Bible, underline that phrase because we're going to come back to it. And yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? Watch this. Watch. Here is another important phrase. In tithes and offerings. So tithe is not an offering because he said two different things there. Everybody, that, everybody with that? Okay. In tithes and offerings. And he said, because you've robbed me, you're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now, many people put this in the category as under the law. But it is not when you understand it. And people say, well, we're delivered from the law. Really? Go stand out there and, uh, and, and, and on Roosevelt and try to uh, steal from somebody. Were you redeemed from the law? That's what some cities are trying to do. You're not redeemed from the law. The law is for the lawless. Watch this. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be enough room to receive it. And I will rebuke, watch this, the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, I'm not going to take time to go through all of it, but here's the phrase, will a man rob God? Now, think about this for a minute. Do we think that we're capable of actually robbing God? Robbery is different from burglary. Are you following this? Robbery is different from burglary. Burglary is when you're stealing when nobody knows it. You're breaking in when nobody's home. Are you following? Robbery is different. Robbery is an assault. It's sticking a gun or a knife in somebody's face and say, give me what you have. Are you following? Everybody here? You are real quiet today. You ought to say amen so it makes your neighbor nervous. That's, That's how you rob somebody. Now, Burglary is different. God says, you have robbed me. I'm not saying you. He's saying here, you have robbed me. Now, how could we take a knife or a gun and put it in God's face or ribs and say, give me what you got? How could we do that? Are we big enough to do that? No, we're not. Are you following? What did we rob him from? Is God broke? Could we break him financially? Are you here? You can't break God. He's a creator. 
If you took all the possessions of planet Earth, that's what some people are trying to do now. That's that upper one. And they're trying, they're trying to do that. They're trying to say they're, that, that they're supposed to control everything. But anyway, you can't rob God. If you was to take all of the resources of planet Earth, all that God has to do is just speak a word and he recreates everything. So how could we rob God? He's not talking about robbing. Listen carefully. He's not talking about robbing his substance. In essence. He's not talking about that. Because you can't do it. He's creator. So what is he talking about robbing? Watch this. Let's go back over it again. He said, you've robbed me in tithes and offerings. And he said, because you have attempted to do so, you're cursed. What did he tell us to do to change this? Bring the tithes into the storehouse, that there shall be be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a what? Here's how we rob God. We rob God of the opportunity to bless us. Because we doubt him. That's why people don't tithe. Well, I don't want my money to go to that church. Because I don't know what they're doing with it. Well, if you can't see, then you're... You understand the air conditioning's not free here. We've had to replace two this year. $7,500 a piece. How many of you know that toilet paper's expensive? That's toilet paper in that restroom that you use. And you know who provided that? God did through the tithes and offerings. I wasn't going to go this direction, but I just might as well just let it loose. God says you rob him. We've, we've robbed him. When I discovered what I'm talking to you about, he says in tithes and offerings. Why did he say that? The tithe... In the book of Deuteronomy is the Lord's. It's not even yours. It belongs to God. You know what? God is so good. How many of you know that the air you breathe came from Him? The air you breathe came from Him, my friend. You didn't create the air. How many of you know you didn't create oxygen? So it came from him, right? And he says, I'm requiring only 10% for you to show me that you trust me. That job you got, who provided that? Well, my employer did. Well, (laughs) who provided the employer the ability to hire you? It surely isn't the government. Who gave you the talent that you got? Well, I I, I did. Really? 
Well, you must believe that same group thinks that you are the scum that evolved when the sun hit it on top of the lake. You see, what I'm trying to help you to see, people that prosper understand this secret. When I discovered it, I, I've been tithing all of my life, but I didn't know that he said tithes and offerings. What does an offering do? A tithe is returning back to God what belongs to him anyway. In fact, everything you got belongs to him. If you don't believe that, see if you can take it with you when you die. What is an offering? An offering is something you do out of your heart. I do it because I want to. You're just so good to me, God. You said if I just give the tithe, you'd open the windows of heaven, pour me out a blessing. There wouldn't be a room enough to receive it. And now I'm just giving an offering. Because you're so good. You're showing him that you believe him. When you do that, that's where you start seeing your cup runneth over. When I discovered what I'm talking about, that's when Zona and I's cup started running over. Because I struggled for years just even tithing. But when I saw this, and I started hearing it repeated over and over. How many of you know your mind takes a little while to catch up with your spirit? I'll never forget the first time. Glory to God. <laughs> God told us to give an offering. Now you have to understand, this is back in the late 70s, early 80s. Well, what, and we was at a, a fellowship meeting. I'll never forget it. We already tied to, to Omega Church. We were at a fellowship meeting at another church, and they took up an offering. And it was taking up an offering so that they could add to the church, finish, up, finish their project without borrowing money. <laughs> In a fellowship meeting, you have probably 15, 20 preachers, and you've got to hear from every one of them. I don't want to say anything. Very young in the ministry. Anyway, they, the offering come and went. The whole time they were taking up the offering, the Holy Ghost was telling me, I want you and Zona to give $1,000. $1,000 today, what it was worth back then, is probably ten. didnn't. We didn't have it. We didn't have it. Zona's sitting in the congregation... And I know that the offerings done come and gone. We're, we're doing something else. And the whole time the, the Lord spoke to me and he said, he's fixing to call on you to get up there and say a few words. And I didn't want to get up there and say and he's, a, a few words. He said, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to repent before all these people. And I said, what do you mean Repent. He says, because you know I've been dealing with you to give $1,000. And I looked out there and I saw Zona. This is before speaking. Just before I was called. I looked out there and I saw Zona and I said, well, what about Zona? Don't you think you need to deal with her? 
And he says, I'm dealing with you right now. So I, he called on me. And when he called up, and I, the first thing I did, I said, I just want to get up here and repent. The offering is done, come and gone. And God told me that Zona and I are to give $1,000. Now, we didn't have it. I didn't have a thousand. He said, <laughs> and everybody started laughing and clapping their hands. And I'm looking out there at Zona when I made that statement. I'm looking right straight at her because I did, dear Jesus, how are we going to do this? And she looked at me and a big smile came on her face. She started shaking her head like this. And the reason why she did is the Holy Ghost was telling her without me knowing it. I want y'all to give $1,000. And she was telling God, you're going to have to tell Ronnie. <laughs> so I'm praying, I'm using her as an excuse that she's praying for me. That $1,000, we paid, we, we paid that $1,000 within six months. We took it in payments and we, we did that. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm not telling you what to do. But right after that, God gave us a new house and a new car that we could not afford on our own. You see, God was teaching me a lesson. He's teaching me a lesson. I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. That's what God wants to do. He wants to bless his people, but God's people don't know how to operate in his kind of faith. His kind of faith is you've got to show him you trust him. You follow what I'm saying? Now, I'm not doing this. I'm not taking this extra time today to talk to you about this because we're nervous about money. Everything you see is paid for. Our, our, our daycare is paid for. Amen. Everything's paid for. And God's going to bring it in one way or the other. I'm giving you information you need to know because the Holy Spirit wants to bless you, but he has to lead you in this path. And you've got to understand because a lot of times the Holy Ghost will talk to somebody and here you've got a, a 50 in your wallet and you also got a 20 and He'll finally get you to obey him, but you'll think it's the 20 instead of the 50. That's what I was doing. It wasn't until then that God opens the windows. He opens windows, windows. It, think of it in terms of a computer. He opens up a window that you didn't know was there. And all of a sudden, information, opportunity that you didn't know before appears in that window. That's what, I, that's what I'm uh, uh, trying to help you. I, listen, this is hard on my flesh to even talk about this. Because people, are, I know mindsets. Mindsets are you're trying to get more money. No, I'm not. I don't want you to do anything God doesn't tell you to do. Okay? I don't want you to do anything that God doesn't tell you to do. But what I'm telling you is it, it God, if you want God to bless you, then you've got to get this understanding. That's what I'm trying to say. Today, we're going to receive your tithe, and we're going to give you an opportunity 
to Planet Offering in Omega Leadership Academy. And we just want you to obey God. That's all I want you to do. This is not solicitation. This is teaching. Everybody with that? Everybody love Jesus? And when you bring it, you're supposed to be happy about it. Happy. Why? Because you know something the devil don't know. No matter if inflation, deflation, depression, whatever that the politicians have in mind has no authority over you because you trust God who created the heavens and the earth. Amen? Glory to God. I'm going to pray, and as I pray, just bring it up here, or if you've already given, just come up here and touch the bucket and let the devil know that you trust God. Everybody, everybody got that? Glory to God. Father, we worship you. We praise you this morning. We bring our tithes and offerings before you. And as we do, we bring it with faith in our heart, and joy of expectation. You're going to open up ways for money and finances and blessing to come that we never thought of before. For you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to your power that's working in us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our guide. Lead us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Glory to God. Where we have no sad stories. In fact, Lord, glory to God, all we have is praise unto your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. We worship you. We praise you. We worship you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, I'm telling you, it's going to be like popcorn in the microwave. A popping a blessing over here. A popping a blessing over there. Until it's not just a pop and a pop. It's pop, 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 pop. Glory to God. Do you believe that? Oh, man. In fact, in fact, Zona had everybody Thursday. Woo! Yeah, practice that. Woo! Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah! I want to shout. Keep putting your hand back there, Ronnie. Hallelujah! I got two things I want to share with you real quickly, and then we're going to dismiss 180. Number one, if you're not registered to vote, you need to get registered. Okay? If you're 17 or 18, for sure, you need to talk with somebody, get registered. We've got uh, information available for you. You can get registered. If you have moved since the last election, you need to re-register. Okay? We have an election coming up, and it has to do with property taxes. In November, and then we have the primaries coming 
in March. It's going to require all believers on deck. Wow, that went really big. It's, it's time that we take control. Because we had the true king and lord of lords. And then number two. Say next Sunday. Oh man. Next Sunday. Next Sunday is friend Sunday. Everybody say friend. How many of you like good friends? I do. Well, if you, if you like them, you love them, you love your friends, why would you let them go to hell? Well, I'm not brother running now, no, no, no. If you like friends, and if a man wants friends, he must show himself friendly. Here's what I want you to do. We got an invitation right here. Very easy. You go out to eat today, you got your favorite waiter. You need to put this with your tip. And by the way, don't be stingy. Don't be cheap. What you sow is what you reap. Okay. This is what it says. Be our guest. For a life-changing experience, the whole family will love. Then it gives our church service times and it also gives the church website. Very simple, very plain. And just leave this. Give these, give these invitations out. We got like 2,500 of them. I want you to use them. Not just for this Sunday, but I want you to take a fistful of these and keep them just like you would a card and pass them out. And it will open up an opportunity for you to talk to them. Here's the key. Say this with me out loud. Everybody, Everybody bring, somebody. bring somebody. I've already targeted two or three people. It's never been here. I've already targeted them. I am going to compel them to come in. And that's what Jesus said to do. He said compel them to come in. Now what does compel mean? I'm giving you some, I'm teaching here. What does compel mean? It means that you become a compelling force. You become influential. I'm going to tell you how to win souls. The book of Proverbs tells you, he that winneth souls is wise. I'll say it another way. He that doth not win souls is a fool. And here's why. Winning souls there is not talking about leading people to Jesus at that moment. Wisdom is saying, he that winneth souls, you have to win them to yourself. In other words, you have to live what you learn on Sunday. You win them to yourself. And a soul, winning a soul is different than just leading someone in a sinner's prayer. Totally different. When we say we're interested in souls or we want to go, we want to win souls, when you say you're winning souls, it's a big, big difference. 
Many people call this evangelism. Listen carefully. They say evangelism is having a big meeting and having people that don't know Jesus come to the front and confess a, a, a sinner's prayer. That's the initial stage. But you haven't won a soul yet. You just got them born again. To win a soul, you're going to have to absolutely live the life. Are you following me? It's amazing what the church has done. The church has, this is what the church has done. The reason why I'm having 180 to listen to this, because they need to know it. What the church has done is we get people to repeat these prayers, but there's no follow-up. How many of you have ever had babies or children? You know, you know what I'm talking about, going through that stage and then you have a baby. Infants. How many of you would take your infant just after birth and just lay it wherever they got born and walk away? You wouldn't do that. At least I don't think you would. If you would, we're going to cast the devil out of you. In the name of Jesus. Winning souls is about winning them to yourself. You can't win a soul if you're not going to be a friend. Now, I'm, I'm telling you what to do. You want to know why your family is the way they are and why they don't pay any attention to you? You haven't won their soul. I'll never forget Zona and I, when we first got married, uh, Zona paid a price to win her family. People don't know. And it took years. And her family didn't, you know, they weren't church-oriented. Now, they've had been around experiences, but they really wasn't. They didn't go to church often. And uh, Zona and I, when we got married... Uh, <clears throat> It seemed like every Sunday, that's when the family decided to get together at the lake. And they wanted me and Zona there all the time. What we'd do is we'd go to church. After church, we'd drive all the way to Medina Lake to eat lunch with her family. And then we'd have to, within a couple of hours, maybe sometimes not a couple of hours, because we had Sunday night service, drive all the way back to San Antonio to go to church on Sunday night. And it was always a tug of war with the family. Always a tug of war. It seemed like the only time they wanted to get together is when we had church. And I'm not talking about we, us being pastors at the time. I am not. It took years. There were times that Zona and I would drive away and her heart would sink. Being tug of war between this. Are you following me? And, 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 and they would taunt me because they were all drinkers. They would taunt me. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And by the way, you can't win them if you drink with them. Are y'all following me? They want to know if, you're, if what you're saying is true. They don't need another fallacy to believe in. That's what winning a soul is. That's being a friend. Years later, decades later, Zona's two sisters got saved, baptized in the Holy Ghost. And the latter 10 years of, of uh, Zona's parents' life, <laughs> oh man, I could tell you a lot of stories. In fact, her, her dad was the toughest of them all. We gave him a Bible for his birthday. We first got married. And he let Zona's mother know to get back to Zona. He don't need a Bible. He was tough at first. You know how, you know how a lot of people are prideful? Like you've been and I've been. <laughs> and so the last 10 years of his life, Zona's dad quit drinking. I never told him to quit drinking. We had fellowship, got real close. And I miss him today. My point is, we won them over. That's winning a soul. The church does not want to talk about that. In fact, we have many ministers that just want in a hurry, hurry, hurry. People are the most precious thing on this earth. And they come from every direction, and you're going to have to live it. That means you're going to have to suck it up sometime and be more concerned about what God says is important than petting your own feeling. That went really big. You want to pass these out. Start being a friend. You start being a friend. And the Bible says if a man wants friends, he must show himself friendly. That doesn't just mean cordial. Okay? Next Sunday, everybody bring somebody. Amen? Glory to God. All right, 180, we're going to dismiss you. Believe it or not, I'm only going to keep you for the next hour and a half. Wow, y'all didn't think that was even funny. Don't tease like that, Pastor Ronnie. I'm really not going to keep you long because I'm going to just make an introduction. Last month, we talked about seeds. Everything in life is a seed. Lies are a seed. If you believe them, you go into bondage. How many of you have ever been in bondage because you believed a lie? There are a lot of people in bondage to a political party because they lie. And really went big, 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 big. They believe a lie. You can't believe a lie and not suffer the consequences of it. 
And it all leads to bondage. Now, truth is always a seed too. We're going to take just a few minutes to make an introduction of what we're going to talk about for the whole month of October. We're going to talk about truth seeds. Truth seeds. In the book of Psalms, chapter 25. Can you pull that up, please? And let's just look at verse 10 because of introduction. Psalms 25, verse 10. Look at this. All the paths of the Lord. All. How many? All. All the paths. Now, what is a path? A path here means a road that's traveled. Okay? So we can say it. All roads lead to. All roads lead to. No matter where you come from, all roads. Listen, I love God. I love Him. I love Him. I love Him. Because no matter where you're at, no matter how undone you are, all the paths of the Lord, all the roads of God lead to one place. Mercy and truth. All of it. So if you've been a scum bucket for 50 years, living on the wrong side of the tracks, broken and undone, if you just follow Jesus, that road will lead you to his mercy and truth. Glory to God, isn't that exciting? Now, if you've been Mr. and Mrs. Goody Two-Shoes, and still lost in your sins and trespasses. Your path of the Lord leads to mercy and truth. All of God's roads leads to mercy and truth. All of them. Man, that's good news. Such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. You keep them. Then in the book of Proverbs 16. Let's just pull up 5 through 9, please. For time's sake. Everyone that is proud in his heart. Proud means you're unteachable. That means you, 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 you don't think you need teaching. You evidently don't have that. You're leaning toward not having it by just showing up today. Okay? Everyone that is proud in his heart is an abomination to the Lord. So fallen human nature's pride is an abomination. It stinks. And really, our number one problem is the pride of fallen human nature. Jesus came to deliver you from that. I'll put it another way. He came to deliver you from yourself. Everybody thinks that Jesus came to take us to heaven. No, he came to get the hell out of you and put heaven in you. Everybody thinks that, you know, well, you know, Jesus came to deliver us from hell. No, he didn't. You know, after we die. 
The reason why people go to hell is because hell's in them. You go, you go where you look. But if you let Jesus get on the inside of you, he turns the way things look into heaven. Now, that takes a process of time, of sure. Watch this. Everyone that is proud in his heart is an abomination unto the Lord. Though hand join hand. Now, what does that mean, hand join hand? What it means is every, everything, this is just as true. It doesn't matter. This is equal. This is always. Hand join hand. He shall not be unpunished. By mercy and truth, iniquity is what? Now I want you to hear this carefully. Mercy alone cannot purge iniquity. And yet the church makes you feel guilty because mercy is the primary thing. Mercy is the primary thing. But these two kiss. And they reproduce. I cannot reproduce by myself. Zona and I together could reproduce. Are you following me? By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. There's another place we'll go to later, but it says, mercy and judgment have kissed. There is no judgment without truth. They kissed. It's amazing. It says they kissed. They use that word kiss. It means they become intimate and reproduce. What do they reproduce? They reproduce... The life of Christ. Because we see an example of where mercy and truth came together at the cross. Judged our sin. And he still had mercy. Glory to God. And guess what it does? It begins to work a purging on the inside of you to deliver you from the hell that's on the inside. Are you following me? Man, this is amazing. This is just an introduction now. This is amazing. You want to know what salvation is about? This is what it's about. It's not just taking you to a destination that's somewhere in the pie in the sky after I die. No, 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 no. It starts right now. Right here. With the earth and everything on it seems to be going to hell in a handbasket. It starts right here in you. Glory to God. All right. Man, I didn't want to read all of this. But let, let me just tell you, because of time. In previous verses, it says it like this. In this same chapter, we are all right in our own eyes. The way you look at things, you think you're right in your own eyes. 
We do not see things the way they are. We see things the way we are. Now, you, know, you pay attention right here. We don't see things the way they are. We see things the way we are. Now, how are we on the inside? Our experiences, our feelings, our decisions have created a way of life, a way we make choices. If we are prideful, we look at our way of life as right. Le making the absence of God's influence in that. That's what pride does. Pride absence itself from God. That's why you need to be delivered from it. It's called fallen human nature. So he, he's right in his own eyes. The experiences that you have will make you look at things the way they've happened to you. They could be unjust, unjust. They could be immoral. There are some people don't think it's, they think it's all right. We got a generation right now that thinks it's all right to go to church. And we go to church together, but we're shacking up. That's sin. The Bible calls it sin. I don't call it sin. God calls it sin. And there's no conviction over it. None. And we, the church, become so accustomed to it that we glorify it because this sin is not as bad as homosexuality. Pastor Ronnie, quit talking so tough. I'm just wanting to get to the truth. When you stand before God, is he going to ask you if you committed that, that big sin that you think is bad? And now we justify this other one? This is serious times, folks. But it doesn't have to be without joy. You can choose the right seed. It's called truth seeds. Pastor Ronnie, well, you're making me uncomfortable. Good! I'm not here to comfort the, your flesh. I'm here to obey God. And sometimes when God calls, talks to me, He makes me very uncomfortable. You have no idea before I get up here how I'm like this. God's a holy God. And holiness is the way you're to live because that's your only freedom. You keep believing the lie of the devil that that's okay. I smell smoke. It's not kind of stuff that's heard in churches all the time. Thank God many are waking up. God wants to deliver the way you see things into the way he sees things. There's only one right way to look at anything, and it's God's way. All right, go back, go back, Proverbs chapter 16. Five through nine. Now let's go back real quickly. 
By my mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. When there's no fear of God, and when I say fear, he's, God doesn't want you to be afraid of him. He wants that reverential, holy respect. When there's not that, when there's an absence of that, men won't depart from evil. They'll just keep doing it. And that's what's wrong with the church. The church is supposed to bring holy, reverential regard for what God is saying. Not degrade it. Because it makes you more comfortable around your buddy. I had one time, one, this guy told me, he used to come to church here. Don't come anymore. Because he couldn't stand the heat. But I caught him one time at the grocery store. I was very young and amazing. In fact, I wasn't even in the pastorate. We went to the neighborhood grocery store. This is back when Coke bottles, you could return them. I caught him at the little corner grocery store and I greeted him. He's got a big old case of beer with two of his buddies. Sitting right there paying for it. And I greeted him. I didn't say one word. Not one word. I didn't say one word. I didn't emphasize what he was doing or anything. He sent his two buddies out there with that case of beer to his truck. And he found me in this little grocery store buying milk. And he came over there to me and he said, Pastor Ronnie, I just want you to, I mean, Pastor Ronnie, he said, Ronnie, I want you to know that I'm witnessing it to them. Because when we get to drinking, we, we get to talking. And I said, yeah, and how much of that do they believe? Are you following me? You see, this is, this is it's serious business, but you can have joy doing it. People should, people should not enjoy sin. And if you make them comfortable, listen carefully, if you make them comfortable sinning, you're aiding and abetting the enemy. Now, I don't mean... Take your Bible and slap somebody upside the head. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you living it. And you'll have to pay the price. Your flesh will have to pay the price because that may mean you may be lonely for a while. But in the long run, glory to God, in the long run, we win. And it'll be a permanent win. It won't be something that is superficial on the surface. You win. Glory to God. I, I know I'm telling you right. Because the anointing's on me. Glory to God. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Wow. Better a little with righteousness than great revenue, revenues without right. Verse 9, a man's heart deviseth his ways, but the Lord directs his step. Now, what's he saying here? He said, all the paths of the Lord, the destination is mercy and truth. And so God, as far as, listen, it doesn't matter how far a person is away from God. 
God starts where they're at and He leads them on a road until they reach mercy and truth. Glory to God. Oh man, I'm telling you, Jesus is alive and well. Glory to God. That's exactly what that means. You can direct your, you can have, devise your own path, but God's going to surround you. Glory to God. Mom, grandmother, your prayers for your wayward children and grandchildren that have prayed in the name of Jesus and stood fast on for maybe many years. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's going to break that and purge out that sin and get them on the road to mercy and truth. Glory to God. Quit patting them on the back and making them comfortable. Let truth drive them to mercy. (laughs) I am not merciful to anyone that I don't tell the truth to. We say we love people. Then love them with the truth. You know that there's a New Testament verse we're going to go to later. But it says, speak the truth in love. Glory to God. Introduction. I'm still good. Give me just a few minutes. Go with me to John chapter 8. Glory to God. The devil's going to get a good swift kick. Today, glory to God. John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, Jesus is doing the speaking. We'll be, we'll be elaborating on this later, but I do want to point it out to you, okay? Then Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, so I am correct by sharing it to the believers today. Is that right? Okay. When Jesus, then Jesus said unto those Jews which believed on him, if, if, it means there's a decision to be made by the disciple, the believer. If you continue in my word, you, will, you are my disciples indeed. And if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You got to continue in the Word of God. I'm going to put it this way. Your life didn't get messed up overnight. And we're over here trying to say, give me a magic prayer. Poof, the magic dragon. That ain't the way it works. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Every day you're supposed to walk with the truth. Whenever God says something, that's the truth. 
When his word says something, that's the truth. Not how you feel, not the opinions of your buddies, and not, listen, the political system that's uh, corrupted. You see, I, 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 I want you to get something. If you really believe with your heart, and confess Jesus' lordship with your mouth, the Bible says you are saved. You are saved. you know why you got saved? Your spirit got saved. Now we got to do something with your head. Because your head wants to revert back under pressure to past experiences that could be incorrect or past feelings to get you messed up in making a stupid choice so you sow a lie and reap bondage. The devil can't stop your eternity, but he can screw up your life now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Are you here? You've got to continue in his word and his truth will make you free. The seeds of the truth of God's word bears the fruit of freedom. Amen. One last place. John chapter 8, I mean chapter 14. Glory to God. Give me verses 5 and 6, introduction here again. These are places we're going to go to. John chapter 14, Jesus speaking I mean, Thomas speaking here, and then Jesus is going to answer him. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? Remember the word way? All the paths of the Lord. All the paths are the way. The road traveled. Okay. Jesus answered and said unto him, I am the way. I am the road. Glory to God. The truth and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, I want you as a believer to get this because the society will try to make you think there are various ways to get to God. No, there's not. There's only one way. And Jesus said, I'm the way. There's only one way to get to the Father. Now, you can, you can believe that lie that society's telling you. You can believe that you, well, I'll try to be a good person and, and I'll get to the, no, you won't. You won't, even, you won't even make it to the pearly gate. It'll be an instant, how, why do you think, it? well, I've been a good person. The angel will go, okay, punches a button and You won't even get to smell or look through the pearly gates. It's automatic. You're gone. Are you following me? That's why, that's why our, 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 our commission is to do something about this now. I'm the way, the truth, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. This is the way I, 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 God revealed it to me. I'm the way to the truth, which is the life. God don't want you living a lie. 
He wants you to live the truth. Because the truth makes you free. You're freed from present circumstances. You're freed from your past. You're freed from what everybody says about you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo, there's nothing like freedom. Why do you think God loves America so much? It's because it stood for freedom all these years. And even though the devil's tried to mess it up, glory to God, it's sided in with God from the foundation and God's bringing freedom back. Freedom back. Woo, man. I love to be free. What does freedom mean? Freedom doesn't mean freedom to do whatever your fallen nature wants to do. Freedom means living the way you're supposed to. <laughs> the way the Father created you in the beginning, before Adam and Eve sinned. See, fallen human nature was so oppressed by Adam and Eve's sin that we didn't even know what it looked like. God described it in His Word, but we didn't have someone that lived it until Jesus came to the earth. God manifested in flesh to show us the life of truth works. The life of truth works. Glory to God. Y'all love Jesus. I love Jesus. Now I'm going to close with this. Man, I did really good. <laughs> Pastor Zona taught Thursday. And I want to bring this to your attention. This, this was the title. Beware of your seeds. You're either going to harvest blessing or you're going to harvest the consequences of wrong choices. The wrong seed produces consequences. Jesus, the life of Jesus is meant to be lived out through us. Are you following me? You say, is that possible, Pastor? Yeah, if you let him train you like a disciple. If you let him train you. That's why I've said this for years, and I'll say it one more time. If you will give God the next five years of your life, I'm talking about be diligent. I'm not talking about a casual religious knothead. You know, where we show up a couple of times a year and, and say we're a Christian. You cannot be a Christian. You cannot live this life detached from the Word of God Jesus told you to be continuing. Can't happen. Nobody can do it. I can't do it, you can't do it. But if you're conscious on a daily basis that God's right there with you and wants to give you daily bread from His Word, 
And you will give over to the leadership of the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of truth. No matter what kind of conditions you fall yourself, find yourself into, God will remove the snare and lead you right to the paths of mercy and truth. If you continue to plant seeds of blessing, which is the truth, even under severe circumstances, now I want you to hear this, even under severe circumstances, you always wind up winning. I want to say that one more time. If you will... That's my fault again. If you continue to plant the seeds of truth, even under severe circumstances, you will always wind up winning. Always. This is not, a, this is not an if and, but this is not trying to play football. This is always stick with God's word. Follow the pattern that Jesus set before us. If you will do that and continue to plant seeds of blessing, guess what? The Bible says if you do this, you're blessing yourself. It says every nation that does it blesses themselves. Glory to God. Now, the last thing. The greatest, one of the, or someone, one of the easiest ways to get the word in you is through song. Now, notice what I said. It's through song. The word. We're talking about the word. We're talking about the word of God, right? That means you have to be careful and make sure every song is the word of God. You compare every song. I said you compare every song. You compare every song to the word of God. And that means even some of your Christian, so-called Christian songs has to be weighed against what God says because some of them are nothing more than the way people feel about God. Are you following me? What, what the Word of God says and what people feel about God are two different things. Are you following? One of the easiest ways is by songs. We handpick these songs. We handpick them. Me and Richard go over these songs. I'm starting to scrutinize them. Because I don't, I don't want you to have a song, even if it's Christian, if it's talking about all your exes live in Texas. <laughs> what you're doing is you're sowing seeds on the wrong road, and it's going to lead to a path to a bunch of exes. Are you following? What we want is we want the Word of God. I want you to be conscious because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You get these songs on the inside of you. What's going to happen is when you, and you, you can't get them in you if you don't sing it out of your mouth. So, well, Brother Ronnie, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Then get you a bucket you can carry a tune in. I didn't know you could carry one any, anyway in a bucket. 
God's not listening to how rough your voice is. Glory to God. Because let me tell you what will happen when the pressure's on. Glory to God. When the pressure's on, because you've sung the Word of God, guess what will happen? The Holy Ghost will cause when you're feeling ugly, it'll just ease right up here and get right up here and then get in your mouth. And all of a sudden, you'll be singing victory when it seemed like there's defeat all around you. And if you don't believe it works, then you need to read the book of Acts. Paul and Silas found themselves in prison with their feet in the stocks. Their backs were bloody. And they prayed and began to sing praises unto God. They couldn't go nowhere. They couldn't do nothing. They couldn't even scratch each other's back. They just began to worship God, and guess what? The Holy Ghost brought an earthquake. Nobody say an earthquake. earthquake. They not only got set free, but everybody that was in prison that deserved to be there was set free. God brings earthquakes, but the earthquakes He brings is deliverance. He doesn't bring damage. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You ready, Richard? Where are you at? <laughs> Glory to God. We're going to stay and sing a minute. Okay? We're just going to sing. Glory to God. The devil's a liar. I said the devil's a liar. The truth is in Jesus. He's the truth. You came to worship the truth today. You came to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Glory to God. I don't know your situation, but I know the one who does know every detail about your situation. And he's already declared your victory if you'll believe the truth. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do I have anybody who's going to praise Jesus with me today? Sing it, Richard. Glory to God. There's a name that levels my heart. Carves out highways through the sea. There's a name that levels mountains. Carves out highways through the sea. I've seen his power unravel battles right in front of me. There's a faith that stands defiant. Sends Goliath to his knees. I've seen his praise and rebel shackles right off my feet. That's the power. Come on. That's the power of your name. Just a mention makes a way. Giants fall and 
strongholds break and there is healing that's the power that i claim it's the same that roll the grave there's no power like the mighty name of jesus there's power in the name there's a hope that calls out courage in the furnace unafraid The kind of tearing expectation that every prayer I make is on an empty grave. That's the power of your name. Just a mention makes a way. Giants fall and strongholds break, and there is healing. That's the power that I claim. It's the same that ruled the grave. Jesus, there's no power like the mighty name of Jesus. I see you taking ground, I see you press ahead. Your power's dangerous to the enemy's camp. You still do miracles. You will do what you said. For you're the same God now that you've always been. Your spirit's breaking out. Your kingdom's moving in. Your victory claims the ground that the enemy do miracles you will do what you said for you're the same God now that you've always been that's the power of your name just a mention makes a way giants fall and strongholds break yes there is healing that's the Thank you, Father. We worship you. Glory to God. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus, for the price that you paid for us to live this kind of life. The one that was designated for us from the foundation of the world. Yes, Lord. I want you to just be in reverence to him for a moment. I want you to keep your 
heads bowed and your eyes closed. The reason why, I don't want you to be distracted by movement, suggestions, or anything else from anybody. I believe there's people here today or viewing by live stream that you want to be delivered from the lies of the devil. And all you have to do is surrender to the truth. Jesus is the truth. His word is the truth. Yeah, there's some, some in the sound of my voice that have been bound by the devil for quite some time. But today, the truth has appeared in word form. And God wants to set you free today if you'll receive it by believing it. You say, Pastor Ronnie, how could this be? It's by you believing on Jesus. Jesus did the hard part. The way you enter into it is refuse to believe the lie anymore by receiving His truth. And you don't have to keep going over and over and over again, going around the same mulberry bush. Glory to God. Well, I've tried, Pastor. No, it's not about you trying anything. Jesus didn't try to go to the cross. He went to the cross. And He defeated it. Where you came from, if it's an ugly situation, Jesus came and delivered you from that. You are not. If you'll make Jesus the Lord of your life, you're not what you used to be. You are not. All you have to do is confess Him. Acknowledge that you need Him. But confess Him. Speak it out. Jesus, you're my Lord. Not my past, not my feeling, and not the opinions of others. You are my Lord. If that's you today, I'm going to encourage you to pray this with me out of your own lips. And then I want you to follow up with how to live this life. I'm going to ask everybody to pray it with me. Say, Jesus, today, I recognize the truth that I have been lost and undone. I acknowledge that. But today, I declare my belief in you. I do believe that you did go to the cross. You shed your blood, took my place in hell, and rose again the third day. I make that known with my mouth. Today, Jesus, I denounce my past, my sin, the world, and my own flesh. I acknowledge that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is my Savior and is my Lord. And today, I acknowledge 
He'll bring everything in my life under subjection to the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer and you meant what you said, today I declare your freedom. Because you planted the seed of truth. The next step you need to do is confess it publicly to somebody else. I want to encourage you to go to someone in the host team or one of the ushers that are in the room. Today, I made Jesus Christ of Nazareth my Lord. And then they're going to give you a handbook for the next eight weeks. When a baby is first born, it needs to be fed immediately. And it needs to be fed often with, in this case, the truth. So you take the next eight weeks, take this handbook, read it. We will follow up with you. Everybody in the host team, you you hear me? You will follow up with them. Contact them through text or email. Find out if they got questions. Find out if they, you know, just to keep, not, not browbeat them, but just urge them that this is important. Because the devil will try to steal this from you. There is a real devil, and he'll try to steal it. And so they're just going to help be guardians over you for a while until you, you get your faith legs up. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Follow through with this. Glory to God. Who is hurting in your body right now? Who, who's got some pain? I'm looking for you. Keep that hand up just a minute. I need a believer. One of the 300 right now. I want you to go lay hands on them. Anybody else over here? You got pain? Right here? Okay. Anybody else? I want to make sure we get everybody. Right here. Right here. I need somebody right here. Right over here. This gentleman right here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, you told us to lay hands on the sick and these signs shall follow them that believe. Believers are laying hands on them. And you said that if we'd pray the not the prayer of if, maybe, or if it's your will. We're praying the prayer of faith based upon what Jesus has done. And Jesus, you said if we'd ask anything in your name, you would, be, you would do it that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You made those statements. And right now, we're basing this prayer upon what you said. We come against every, every lying symptom and the cause of those symptoms. We rebuke it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we command you to go from their body through the merits of the cross, the power of the resurrection, and the authority of the name that's above every name. This sickness, this disease, this pain, submits 
to the name of Jesus. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. You're the healer. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. We sang it. The healer is in the room. Glory to God. We sing it. There is healing. Right now. Healing. Healing to those that are viewing by live stream. Healing. Right there where you're at. Healing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, God's good. You're going to come back praising God. Say, look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Virtue of God has come right now from the throne of God and entered into your spirit. And now it's flowing from your spirit into your body, restoring you and making you well. Glory to God. Woo, man. Hallelujah. You say, Pastor Ronnie, why don't you quit? I have. I quit preaching. I'm, I'm just doing business. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. If this is your first time here, we want to tell you thank you for being here. Glory to God. Thank you for being here. I want, I'd like to invite you to see one of the ghost, uh, guest ghost hosts. <laughs> guest host. In the lobby, at the close of the service, and the Holy Ghost may be there too. And 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 just let them know this is your first time here. We want to we want to give you a gift. We want to tell you thank you so much for being with us. And we just believe that you've encountered Jesus today, and that your search is over. Father, we give you praise and thanksgiving. As we go from this place, we're going in victory. And Father, we thank you right now that your grace would surround us like a shield. Follow us wherever we go. We hear your voice and the voice of another we will not follow. You've given us the name of Jesus to use, which we're going to use. And you've also given us your angels to watch over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. Now we use that name that's above every name and we declare in the name of Jesus there will be no tragedy named among any of us. Now Father, fill us so full of your love that everywhere we go that your love flows out of us and touches those who we come in contact with. Touches them with the truth of the gospel. We give you the praise for it. Woo, man. In Jesus' name. I tell you what, I'm, I'm almost, I'm higher than a kite. <laughs> Glory to God. When you start talking about Jesus, we start talking about Him, the way, the truth, and the life. Well, love somebody. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. 
I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.